I got love for you, man. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what are we talking about? You know, I'm not here to start any trouble. I'm only going to say nice things about you from now on. I think you're handsome, and I think you're a wonderful host. I'm fat and I'm overweight. Just don't say anything silly. I was waiting for you to say that. I'm not laughing about it. You think this is funny? I take this serious. You know, I don't want y'all to take anything that, out of context that I'm saying. He's very funny. He likes to joke around a lot. As a personality and as an entertainer, yes. This is going to be really quick. I'm not taking any questions. Go ahead and get comfortable. I'm going to talk for a little bit. You're listening to Cabbie Presents, the podcast. Welcome back to the Cabbie Presents podcast. Happy New Year. Happy 2015. Hope you're sticking to the resolutions you've made, whatever they may be. There was a, one, one of my friends has already broken his resolution uh, as he tweeted out some McDonald's on January 1st. But this guy's metabolism is like Wolverine, so... That guy could probably eat, just like Morgan Spurlock, could probably eat McDonald's for 30 straight days and uh, and then just shed it off. Like, it would not affect him whatsoever. But I uh, hope for your, uh, my, my New Year's resolution is uh, less selfies and more selflessness. So you don't, won't see my fat face as much as you did in 2014. Sorry for the delay in pumping out these podcasts had a wild summer and a, and a great fall on the TV side working uh, put working on Sports Center putting stuff on Cabby presents and uh, putting a few things on bar down as well um, but over the over the past and we've shot some fantasy football commercials which were which were a lot of fun Kate Burness was the champion and she's been dethroned by your humble host I'm Cabby Richards and like embarrassingly, my stupid fat face was on the side of an 18-wheel truck. Actually, the, the truck had 26 wheels. So if you saw that somewhere on uh, Highway 401 in the greater Toronto area, I apologize, but it was out there. And I think it's going to be there for a little bit. So I got very lucky in the time that you haven't heard my voice to shoot some football interviews. In the beginning of the season, I interviewed Russell Wilson. It was actually in Vancouver. They were there for like a NFL Canada event. And he was awesome. Such a good dude. My dad was there. It was the first time my dad saw me uh, interview an athlete. And I didn't see him shaking his head in embarrassment. So that was good. And then he met Russell. And Russell was very generous with his time. Did that. And then later um, in the season, I interviewed Earl Thomas, also of the Seattle Seahawks. And actually went to Seattle and I gave him a drone. I was like, Earl. You're 25 years old. All the new billionaires are your age. They're, they're the millennials. The guy that sold WhatsApp for like $20 billion. I don't know if he's quite 25, but he's a young dude. Uh, the guys that invented Snapchat. Thank you, but not but not really thank you. Like the, the technology of Snapchat is awesome, but girls really suck at it. And I'm, I'm actually going to have a conversation with one of the guys that are in this podcast about Snapchat um, because I don't want to see your dog and I definitely don't want to see your cat. Like I'm not dudes. We don't want to see that stuff in a, in a Snapchat. Okay. We don't want to see your pets. We want to see selfies. We want to see maybe some food, maybe, but we just want to see you girls. We don't want to see your, your drunk friends. We don't want to see karaoke. You know, we don't want to see, we don't want to see your guy friends either. Anyway, that's a little side note. I also went to Houston to interview J.J. Watt. J.J. Watt 
huge personality, huge fan of Canada, huge fan of hockey, and a huge talent in the NFL. He was great. It, it took me a little bit of time to sort of to convert him, to like get him to that point where he could let his guard down and act silly, but he did. It, it took about 90 seconds, and he was like, man, I got to feed off your energy. Like, I got to start talking the way you talk because I have this certain staccato and this cadence, which is annoying when I interview athletes. So he became a fan, and he was also very generous. So I, I gave him this J.J. Watt survival kit, which he can give to quarterbacks or running backs because he brutalizes them you know, with the with the 20 sacks, 20 and a half sacks, first player to have back-to-back 20 sack seasons. I'm not sure how many tackles for a loss he had, but the guy's just a monster, and he was very, very fun. So hopefully there'll be more J.J. Watt interviews in the future. And finally, I went to Green Bay, Wisconsin, and I saw number 12. And when I walked into the Green Bay Packers locker room, which is probably the size of a basketball court, It's huge. Aaron Rodgers was sitting at his locker and speaking to, I believe, a print reporter. He just had like a little um, tape recorder in his hand. And I saw him from across the room. And when we locked eyes, well, not locked eyes, when we made eye contact, Rodgers started to pump his fist. Like it was, like he was at, not like um, DJ Pauly D. Sorry about the, the 2010 reference there from the Jersey Shore, but he pumped his fists in, in uh, joy. And I, I returned with a, I responded with a salute, and then we had a good 15-minute interview, which that is going to be on SportsCenter this Friday, and you can find it uh, on YouTube, and you can find it on Bardown, Bardown.com, which all my interviews and some of my silly pictures on Instagram and whatnot, they end up on Bardown.com as well. So that one's coming and I'm pretty excited. Also, in this time that I haven't been recording podcasts, did an uh, interview with Andrew Wiggins and Anthony Bennett. That's coming out in a couple of weeks. And um, did a nice interview with Connor McDavid. Shout out to Team Canada, the World Juniors for winning gold. That was a tremendous game. Uh, big time heart for for uh, fighting off that uh, that surge that the Russians made in, in the second period, coming back from 5-1 to make it 5-4. Five, five, Very entertaining game. I'm happy about it. Okay, this is podcast number 100. So for number 100, I have two guests for you. One dude that plays in Montreal. Oh, you guys can see in the in the description on the. It's not like this is a secret. So you can see that we have one guest who plays in Montreal and another dude that plays in Nashville. And my guy from Montreal is on the phone right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. The only time I met this man in person was in September of 2014. We're at the Bell Media headquarters in downtown Toronto, and he was in town on behalf of NHL 15 from EA Sports. I think he was doing some motion capture in in the funny black onesies with the white ping pong ball sensors. He was among the first to test Test drive the new NHL 15 before the public, and he played Morgan Riley of the of the Toronto Maple Leafs. And as it's true to life, his Montreal Canadiens beat Morgan Riley's Toronto Maple Leafs. Uh, this man owns one of the deepest voices in hockey, and is one of the few players uh, to admit to having worn the Jim Harbaugh khaki pants in his past. I'm pleased to welcome Max Pacioretty of the Montreal Canadiens. Hello, sir, and welcome. 
me and uh, pretty good memory there. Oh man, you're kind of the, the signal's a little. Are you? Um, where are you right now? I'm in my car driving. You hear me now? Oh yeah, I got you. Yeah, I got you. I got you. So that first. So wait, the khaki pants. I read yeah. somewhere that you used to rock khaki pants. Yeah, um, you know, growing up in Connecticut, as uh, we talked about, it's uh, I didn't own my first pair of jeans till I went to juniors. And um, actually, funny story about that is I showed up to school out in Sioux City, Iowa, and I wore khakis to school, and someone asked me if I had a court date. <laughs> That's amazing. In Iowa, they're asking you that, like, hey, man, only the bad kids, only the bad mother bleepers rock khakis. <laughs> That's funny. So exactly, wait, yeah. you didn't wear a pair of, you didn't have a pair of Levi's or whatever until you're like 14 or 15 years old? No, I, uh, I would wear khakis or cords, man. That's how we dressed out here. Wow, dude. You were like, did you go to, see, that just tells me that you're rich. That just tells me, like, you didn't even say jogging pants. Those like $4 jogging pants that you can get at Target or Target, as we like to no. say. You didn't even wear, no. you didn't even rock those. No, it's. You can find cheap khakis anywhere. Like Jim Harbaugh, like you said, wears some cheap khakis. I was, I was in the same boat. <laughs> hey, uh, so dude, uh, Harbaugh to Michigan. Are you are you excited? What are your thoughts about that? I'm really fired up about that. Are I'm, you? Uh, yeah, man. I, uh, you know, it's been a tough couple of years to be a fan. My sister just graduated last year, and I'm I'm still a huge Michigan fan, and I think he's going to do big things there. That's that's how. That's how he does it. He turns teams around, and I think he's going to do it. And you know what? I guess being, like, when you're the head coach of a football program, you're the man on campus. And, yeah. you know, from yeah. what I've heard uh, in, in San Francisco is he never got along with the GM, and he, he wasn't really that liked in San Francisco, and they just wanted to make a culture change. Even though he has this great resume, it's just, like, you know, he's just he's one of those dudes that he, you know, he clashes with people. So now in Michigan, yeah. he can just have a run of, of Ann Arbor and do whatever. Yeah. So that excites exactly. you. Yeah. Yeah, it does. It's, uh, you know, a new time for, for Michigan football. I'm excited. It's uh, expecting big things, man. Hey, so Max, your, your, uh, your sister just graduated from Michigan. What did she study? She was a French major, actually, and she's into fashion. So, yep. So, wait, yeah. is, is she coming to sleep on your couch now? Because, I mean, you're in Montreal. Like, there's no better place to speak French or practice the the language and live the culture than in Montreal. Yeah, she, uh, you know, she definitely likes coming up and visiting, but she works uh, in fashion in New York City now, and oh. she comes up when she can. Yeah, she comes up to, to visit when she can and, and speak the language, and uh, it's cool. She's probably cool. killing it. I mean, New York, obviously, with the fashion, that is totally the right place to, to be with all those huge fashion houses coming out of France. And obviously, Paris Fashion Week is huge. Man, I'd say, yeah. yo, is she cute? <laughs> yeah, she, she's, uh, yeah she's, uh, she looks a lot like me. So, uh, wait, no, wait, no, wait a second. No, no. See, now you just killed it for me, man. You did that, you did that intentionally. You yeah, friggin' jerk! Did. Wait, didn't yeah. you didn't you marry you married somebody? You married Ma Max uh, Finneganoff's sister, right? Yeah. yeah Wait, so isn't there a rule? Her. Isn't there a rule about that? Like, there's an unwritten rule about that, isn't there? No, I didn't. I didn't know him at the time. It was, oh, okay. Uh, I met him before, or I met her. Sorry, before I met him. So that's the one. Uh, I guess that's the one way around the rule. Oh yeah, yeah. That's that's a nice loophole you did there. Uh, so, uh, what are your, what are your plans for the Super Bowl? We we're talking about Harbaugh who was in Super Bowl. Uh, he was in a couple of years ago, uh, facing, uh, the Baltimore Ravens, but this year you guys play on February the 1st, you guys play Arizona one o'clock yeah. game and the game's at six thirty. 
So uh, what are your plans for it? Uh, we obviously, we always get together as a team. And, you know, last year we went to one of our favorite restaurants. And uh, I don't think we've decided where it's going to be yet, but it's always a, a fun time to get together as a team and, you know, make uh, some small side bets. And, <laughs> some know, friendly guys, wagers? Yeah, that's uh, it's normally the, the typical, uh, you know, Super Bowl routine for our team. So is it, um, will you be at like a restaurant again or uh or somebody who actually who makes that decision who's the guy that's like all right we're gonna we're gonna have our party at this place at gal de manger or actually no there's no tvs in there um i don't even where where did you guys have it last year or wait wait we went to go ahead we went to emberger oh nice yeah pk loves that spot yeah yeah no what if someone's gonna make the call i think it's normally gonna be uh brandon prust who normally (laughs) He's the, he's the ringleader for that stuff, but he always makes good choices, so it's okay. I do I do want to bring up Prussy later because I, I have a question to ask you about the fashion police, uh, yeah. the Montreal Canadiens, the, the fashion council, which yeah. I, it seems like it's a council of one, but we'll get to we'll get to uh, Prusty in a second. Uh, I want to say congratulations on being not a brand new dad, but you're still newish. You still have like the new car yeah. smell on you. Uh, <laughs> and uh, Ed, Enzo is your little your little man's name, yeah, Lorenzo. Yeah, yeah, Lorenzo. You yep. call him Enzo or Lorenzo? I call him Enzo. Enzo, dude, you guys yep. you guys picked the baddest name for that dude. Like, there's no way he's not just going to be a lady killer. Yeah, it was risky at the time, but I'm like, I just I don't know. I got a good feeling about it. I feel like it already fits him. <laughs> dude, there's like. There, there, there are no in the history of like humanity. There's never been a fat Lorenzo. There's never yeah. been a nerdy Lorenzo. There's only been cool Lorenzos. Are you, yeah. are you prepared for him to just at like 16 years old just have like, like, lady friends in the house in the basement? Like, ah, oh, Dad, we're just gonna go downstairs in the basement. Sure, you are. Yeah, I don't. You know, I don't want to jinx it now, but he's on a good uh, he's on a good path to having success like that with the ladies. <laughs> and uh, it's only been a year, but I'm excited for uh, for what his future brings. What's the uh, What's the fatherly trait that you you've probably picked up from your dad that you don't know that you are going to apply in like 15 years? <laughs> oh man, uh, that's putting me on the spot. It's, uh... I don't know. I think calmness. I'm going to let him make his own own decisions. And, uh, you know, if it's a bad one, he has to pay the consequences. And, uh, you know, obviously learn by experience. I think that's what my dad would, did with me. And uh, hopefully I can continue, I guess, that legacy. In my household, my mom was a disciplinarian. I would get beat like 10 times for every one time my dad would lose his temper. But when he did, man, like the roof would blow off. Like I, it was, I, I feared my pops. Was your pops one of those? Like very, he's very quiet, but like when he gets upset, like it's, it's time to either hide or just run to the next town. I'm, I'm still scaring my dad. <laughs> yeah, dude. I, yeah. yeah that's, I, I'm definitely going to try and carry that out, but I just don't see, you know, with, with Enzo being so young, I just can't see myself ever getting mad at him. But I know, you know, as the years go on, it's definitely going to, uh, you know, be easier and easier to, to make him scared of me, I guess. And, uh, you know, hope that doesn't happen too many times. Right. It, but it's like when they turn 13, it's like when we're 13, 
13 to like 16 were just not even man i was a knucklehead till i was like 19 just doing the dumbest things i remember one time we were driving around my friend chico's car and we we're throwing firecrackers at people like lighting firecrackers at like cyclists like just total jerks and then we're so dumb that you know, we didn't expect the cyclist to just remember the license plate of the car that just drove yeah. past them. So that if yeah. obviously, you know, someone's dad got the phone call and all of us had to meet at Chico's house and we got lectured by his dad for a good 90 minutes. And, uh, yeah. so yeah, that- I grew up the same way, man. I was always, uh, you know, trying to hide this, trying to hide that. And it always ended up you know, my dad finding out and getting pretty, pretty upset with me. If Prusty is the, I'll just get to Brendan right now. Preston is the, the uh, leader of the the fashion council. Are there any other members on the council, or is it just just Brendan Press that lords over the team? Well, you know what, our team's getting really fashionable, and I really like it because uh, kind of bounce risky ideas out of there. And, really, uh, you know, we can kind of gang up on one guy if he wears something really <laughs> bad. <laughs> You know, I like PA. Uh, got some good fashion. Davey's got some. The French guys got some good fashion. Um, you know, everyone PK's got. You know, obviously the good suits. But uh, you know, everyone's pitching in fashion-wise, and I think it uh, makes a good committee for our team. So does everybody have like tie clips, or they have like like little buttons for the lapels now, on the uh, suit on the blazers? Yeah, a little bit. I think uh, you know. Guys are more getting into some other accessories, and you know I've seen a couple of tie clips here and there. I haven't seen the button on the lapel. That might be an idea for for one of the next suits. But uh, yeah, we're all trying to get you know the perfect taper on on the suits. And okay, okay. Couple, well, actually, watches is a big thing in the, on the team right now, and you know uh, guys, I think are starting to open up their wallets and get some watches finally, which is nice to see. And you know we judge people on that as well. <laughs> You guys are probably like you know how like women when you're when you're walking with your, your your lady and your lady just sees another woman approaching her like they yeah. scan their bodies like it's a friggin like it's the checkout laser the checkout gun at the counter and they could just identify every piece of like the brand of the clothing and every piece of has it is it approaching that area for you guys where you be like oh those are some uh, those are some um, Johnson and Murphy uh, uh, shoes or that that suits from this place oh is that a is that a product cap like are you guys approaching yeah. that area yeah we're we're well into that area like, really. Yeah, we got back from Florida and down there, you know, everyone, that's when it's uh, okay to take risks. And I was wearing my blue loafers without socks the whole time. Nice. The guys were just giving it to me, but I got like, <laughs> in, in front of the guys, I got maybe 15 compliments from random people. And it just, uh, that, I guess that was my uh, my revenge to them tripping me for the shoes. Validated right there. That's a good, fa- yeah. that's a solid fashion choice. How yeah. How colorful do you get, though, in your shirts or your your suits, Max, like, do you keep it kind of like with the, with the classics, like black suit or maybe like a, like a gray or a light gray, but, or, or how, how diverse is your color palette? I'm, I'm very diverse. Are you? Okay. I like it. I like that. The only, the only color, solid color I really wear is is, uh, some type of blue or or maybe a brown, but I don't wear any black or, or gray really. I don't have much like that, but I'm I'm starting to mix and match right now with uh, you know getting used to different colors and, and how they go together and 
still learning, and uh, you know that's what Instagram's good for. So I can learn some uh, fashion techniques. On oh, that. dude, and Instagram, Instagram is great for that, mostly for yeah. creeping on chicks, which I do. But Instagram <laughs> is great for. I'm on the GQ account, the Esquire yeah, yeah. account, and there's a dude. Oh man, I can't remember his name. Like EJ Sampson or something like that. He's got he's got some. He's actually be the the former fashion editor for GQ magazine. He puts together oh, okay. a good combination. Uh, I'm just gonna throw a couple other Instagram account, accounts out out there for you. Uh, Swedish Killer. You just look at that at your own time. Um, uh, Kira Santoro. Uh, K Y R Santoro X O or X X. Wow. Um, you know my thing is now because my you know my girl's on on Instagram and. And she doesn't listen to this podcast, but I follow photographers, okay? Oh, and yeah. like photographer, yeah, cool. dude, and and the, they always put the, the a model's name in the description. Who's the guy that's the most obsessed with either his phone or on, on Instagram on your team? Well, I just got back from lunch with uh, Gallagher, Tukarski, Bolyu, and Davey. And I don't think anyone put down their phone for the entire meal, but... <laughs> But once we addressed it, they all agreed that Galchenyuk's by far the worst for this fall, and it was a unanimous decision. Wow. He just, like, everybody put him on blast. Like, he he only looks up from his phone to maybe not even cross the street. Just, like, just glances and then just back to his phone. You know what? You're in Toronto, and the worst I've seen, actually, is JVR, the worst I've seen out of the fall. JV, yeah, he's he's not bad. Um, Kadri, Naz, I've hung out with Naz a couple of times. He lives on his phone, and uh, oh, yeah. and I actually get snaps. You know, I get I get snaps from Naz, and he just it's usually like just in the um, in the training room or whatever. He sends some pretty funny ones sometimes. But here's a question for you. I don't know if you have if you have a, a good answer for this, but why do girls suck at Snapchat, dude? I, I don't even know how Snapchat works. I what? don't have that. Yeah, man. you're married. You're married. You like you don't yeah. like you, you just, like ask your boys like Gayanchuk, uh, Gallagher. Like ask those dudes like why do girls suck at Snapchat? Because I'll tell you what happens, Max, and and yeah. you can live vicariously through me for the next twelve seconds. Okay. I will wake up in the morning or at late at night when I'm just creeping on the book of faces or Instagram. I'll look on my Snapchat feed. All I get are girls with their pets. Or it's just the it's just the friggin' the puppy or the cat. Cats are the worst. It's like it's some girl's uh, drunk guy friend dancing, or yeah. and and it's or it's the occasional they're at some nightclub. So it's just like heavy thundering dance music, lights that will cause a seizure, and then it's like fifty seconds of that, and that's all I get from Snapchat. It's like it, it's an original intention. It's supposed to be you're supposed to get some like. Uh, sultry photos, I guess, but I don't yeah. get those. So maybe, maybe, yeah. I, maybe I know the wrong girls and I don't know the right ones. But that's basically my Snapchat experience. So you're really not missing much, unless the other guys in your yeah. team they're just getting some rockets. Yeah, I, I'll try and uh, confirm with the other guys, but I, I, you know, I don't know how Snapchat works, and it doesn't sound too interesting the way you're describing it. So I'll just stick with the. Uh, with Instagram, I guess. Man, Max, it's so it's so disappointing. It just it's like full of it's full of promise and potential, and it's just. Yeah. <sighs> um, so uh, you okay? Um, one more question about the fashion tip. When we first met, uh, you mentioned that Lars Eller was a dude that used to get ripped pretty pretty hard on your team about his hair, mostly about his hair, because he just didn't know yeah. what to do with it. Is he still the focus of your guys' attention in that regard? He's, uh, you know, a couple of guys have 
have picked up on that trend. And I got to admit, he uh, he was one of the first people to start to start that trend uh, that I've seen with the short on the sides and the long on top. But I just I can't I can't get myself to do it. And you know what? Uh, it's definitely a Euro thing, I think. And you know he does it well, but it's sometimes just a little bit too aggressive. I, <laughs> I feel like. I feel like whatever David Beckham does is like it's like the style for that year or for like yeah. two years. Like that dude has so much, like so much influence, and dudes don't want to be like, yeah, I got this is the David Beckham haircut. Like so many girls are like, oh yeah, this is the Jennifer Aniston like twenty years ago, whenever Friends was on TV. But I feel like that's like either Beckham or Brad Pitt. Like one of those dudes like popularized that cut, and it's very popular. You should try it maybe once just to see how it feels on you, and to get wifey to wifey to. To she would have to give her blessing, I guess. Yeah, I, yeah, I'd have to go with her. But it's funny you mentioned it because uh, whenever guys chirp him, he said uh, he compares himself to Brad Pitt. And, Does he uh, actually? Uh, every every single time I've heard that, you know, come up at least ten, fifteen times. So uh, that was a good call on that one. You're speaking of wifey, have you seen Gone Girl with Wifey? Yeah. No, I just watched it on the road in in Carolina. It's an amazing movie. Dude, you cannot see that with the with the wife. Like you, oh, no, no, did that movie no. change your your perception of marriage or perception of relationships? Like putting, hey, this is like the cool, funny, best version of me, and then one year later, no, this is the real me. Stomach out, <laughs> eating chips, watching football on Sunday. Did it change your perception at all about relationships? Um, I'm not sure. I think you know my wife uh, being pregnant and then losing her weight so quick. She'll always care about you know, how she, I guess, presents herself to me, but she knows what, uh, you know, she knows what she got herself into when it, when it comes to me retiring, I'm going to be, uh, you know, a bit of a different person, probably not take care of myself too well. <laughs> Does that mean you're going to get think, fat, Max? Is that what that means? Yeah, I, you know, that I daddy so. belly and those, uh, yeah. in those khaki, you go back to your khaki, yeah. uh, pants phase. Yeah. I'm going to go back to that. Maybe a couple sweaters to hide the gut and you know, play some <laughs> golf Sit on, the, sit on the couch, not too much, but she she knows I'm going to change, but I'm expecting, I guess, uh, you know, the same personality and, and everything for her when, uh, you know, as our life goes on, I'm not expecting too much change. Dude, the, um, how scary, though, was Rosamund Pike's character, like, in Gone Girl? Because we, every, I feel like every dude has had, like, one crazy girl story and, or, like, you know, like, or something borderline, like a girl showing up to your place uninvited or, hey, I was just in the neighborhood, or how come you haven't called me? Like one of those, I got one of those ones where she just showed up. But, like, I don't know if you've ever heard or experienced anything on that level, but um, have you had, like, a crazy ex-girlfriend in the past? And how crazy did she get? No, the, you know, the best part about being in this business is people get so attached to people. And, uh, you know, we hear of stories course. all the time of, uh, you know, a girl showed up or a girl won't stop texting me or a girl won't stop calling me. It's, uh, you know, it's always fun to be on the outside looking in. I'm just happy. You know, I've never had to deal with anything like that. But uh, Not you know, even always, not even at Michigan, dude? Like, would you have some, like... Uh, no, I'm, uh, no, I've, you know, always been the same person, I think, for, for quite some time, but it's... Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that means. That was a good deflection. That's like that's like someone will let you get off the hook on that one. But that doesn't. What does that mean? You yeah. We're not talking about you being the same person. We're talking about the girls, my man. Oh yeah, I know. I'm not trying to put myself in that situation. I think uh, you know some of these uh, maybe Gallagher, Galchenyuk. You know they have some good <laughs> stories on a uh, 
<laughs> on, a, on a Monday morning, they had some stories down that road, but uh, no, man, I've never never been down that road. And uh, like I said, I'm always the passenger on the outside looking in. Nice. I'm happy to uh, I'm happy to hear those stories though when they do come out. I'm sure there are some great ones. Like, and 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 I'm not even sure what city has like the highest number of them or which guy ends up like like it's it's like one friend always has like some crazy thing there's always one guy in the group that has some crazy thing happen to him more often than the other dudes i wish uh i wish there was uh could be a fly on the wall just hear those two because really you know for dudes being able to tell stories is like like almost the most valuable currency like forget you know what you make and all just but just being dudes at your core you just want to be a good dude and just tell some stories right yeah it's uh you know, it's, people save them for the right time too when we're on a you know bus trip or a long plane ride that's when i think most of the stories start to come out and you know maybe some get a little bit fabricated here and there but uh, it's all <laughs> yeah. of the story. max it's been wonderful yeah. talking to you yeah, and and I, and I look I look forward to either uh, having a an afternoon or a night at Emberger or whenever you're in yeah. To just breaking breads because I want to hear some of those stories about those uh, those those fun stories that dudes like to exchange when they're just amongst the boys and yeah. uh, and good times are had so I look forward to that man. All right, thanks, man. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Hey, are you on? Are you on? And so you're on Instagram. Are is it is it like public or you have like a private one? Like, can I? A private account. Uh, I, I use my wife's and I. <laughs> okay. I okay. Forget that then. Forget that yeah. then. Forget that. We don't need. Yeah. We don't need like uh, you know, seven thousand more followers just hitting up wifey. Uh, but are oh, you on? Yeah. Are you on Twitter at least? No, I just use my wife's private Instagram to to look at Instagram. So that's all I got, man. I'm I'm social media. I'm just not great with technology. Listen, just spend an afternoon with PK Subban, okay? That's your or or Presty. Presty's also you. You have the yeah. you have the teammates that have the the tools. Just plug in. Yeah. Don't be afraid. That's more, that's more work and more time. I don't know if I got that. <laughs> well, we don't want to take away too much from your hockey because you are great at that. But if you have if you have some downtime like you do, plug in, my friend. All right, I'll try and get plugged in. My pl- hey, well, it's, uh, it's absolutely my pleasure having you on, man, and it's great to talk to you. Good luck the rest of the way, sir. Great, thanks a lot. Max is 26. You can't be a millennial and not be at the forefront of understanding popular technology. I let him off the hook there. I should have pushed him further to see why he doesn't embrace social media. Maybe when I meet him again for a meal of food, I can pry the answers out of him. Okay, this is unrelated. I don't trust anyone that doesn't eat pizza or popcorn. And I met someone recently that doesn't eat pizza or popcorn. Very skeptical. Next up, we're bouncing to a growing hotbed in hockey. He recently joined the Nashville Predators and joins me on the phone right now. If it's going to be uh, an interview, I'm going to conduct it. So I'll answer my own questions, ask myself the questions, then give y'all the answers. The first time I met this man, I was in Dallas covering the 2008 NHL playoffs, or it was the next year when I was in Dallas working on a thing for the Toronto Raptors, but I also shot a hockey segment. A young James Neal told me about his life living with Trevor Daly, and I was insanely jealous. Dallas was a good team, but he played in a city with the Dallas Cowboys, the Dallas Mavericks, and the Texas Rangers. The stars could lay low, but his production did not. 
We would see each other at various BioSteel camps, which was a training camp here in Toronto in August, run by Matt Nickel, and I would ask a series of ridiculous questions to the guys. Even though he's a 40-goal scorer, a big-time talent, and a fellow greater Toronto area guy, a T.O. stand-up, I really want to know about his sick Ferrari. James Neal, welcome to the Cabby Presents podcast. Thanks, Cabby. And Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year. How, how do, where in the world are you, and how do you ring in the new year? Well, I'm in Nashville now, so I got traded, obviously, in the offseason and uh, enjoying a new place, uh, a new town, a new city, and uh, I brought in the new year here in Nashville, so it's uh, been you... an unbelievable change. Things happen fast, but it's been a, been a lot of fun, and I'm in another great city. Did you go, did you do the, the house party route, or did you go, like, restaurant with some, with, like, some friends, or... Or did you just did you uh, light it up? Yeah, no. We I had uh, I had my parents in town, my girlfriends in town, and we uh, we all went down uh, downtown Nashville onto Broadway. So Is Bro- was, uh, streets were shut down. It was it was pretty crazy. What's the so, um? So wait, the oh the streets were shut down. So everybody was in the streets or like floating in and out of bars, oh, that yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, floating in and out of bars. So have you ever been? To, have you ever been to Broadway? No, dude, I've never been to Nashville. But it, your house sounds spacious, so I'm assuming that there is one random couch that I could uh, <laughs> lay my head on. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's a process when you're moving your stuff. So I got couches coming in here uh, here today actually, and and. Uh, I've been trying to fill my house out uh, as the season goes along, but uh, New Year's was fun, and uh, you know fireworks were going going off on Broadway, and people were in and out of bars like crazy. So it was uh, it was a good time. So two things: you're saying there is space for me to sleep there. There there might be a couch in in a spare room that you could lay your head down. <laughs> okay, you, I appreciate that. I don't know if you'd get much sleep, but you know, knowing you and coming to a new city, I don't know how much you'd use a couch, but. That's a valid point. That is a valid point. I I don't know if I would sleep or would I just I might just pass out. Yeah, quick pass out. Yeah. Um and the second one is um uh so we Broadway in the in the fireworks. Oh, I forgot my second question. I'm an idiot. Um uh so um how did you how are you going to um celebrate the Super Bowl? Like what are you going to do for your, the Super Bowl? Well, we got a little pool going with the guys right now, so I got I have the Dallas Cowboys and I got uh, I got the Indianapolis Colts, so I'm hoping for a couple big wins out of them going forward here, and then I'll I'll focus on what I'm going to do for the Super Bowl. But I got to get my teams in the Super Bowl first. Wait, so how how what kind of pool? That's a you obviously you pick the teams in the pool. Yeah, yeah, you, you get two teams and uh, everybody bids on their team, and we go back and forth, and um, we uh, it's myself and Ribs on a t- Ribeiro on a team, so. We uh, we picked up Dallas and uh, and Indy, so we're who we had two big wins over the last few days. So yeah, we need yeah. a couple big ones on Saturday. So wait, who, how many guys are in this pool, and what is the entry fee for this pool? It's uh, it's the whole team, and there's no entry fee. You everyone bids on the team they want, so it gets going pretty competitive back and forth on uh, on uh, on teams and. Uh, Whoever uh, who's ever picks the right team and they win the Super Bowl, then it's uh, you get all the cash. I don't know, but the, but yeah, but you just said there's no entry fee, but there is a there's a pot with some cash. Well, there's no entry fee, but you got to bet, you got to pick your team, and whatever you get your team for when you're bidding back and forth with your teammates, and that's uh, money that you got to put in. Ah, uh, okay. So I'm assuming like 
the Arizona Cardinals or, you know, Arizona. Right. They're or, not going. They're not going for too much money. Yeah, somebody picked them up for like three bucks. Right. So you can get them, and then hopefully they take you to the promised land. But that's obviously <laughs> not happening. Right. So wait, how much? What what team went for the most? The uh, the Seahawks. How much did that go for? Uh, that's a secret. What do you mean? Why is that a secret? And Pekka. So <laughs> went to- the big the big guys got together and teamed up and took it took control of the room. James. James, it's just you and I talking. What do you mean it's a secret? This isn't this isn't for public consumption. This is just uh, uh that's, that's, you got, can't, I can't be giving out the cash numbers, you know, I know. <laughs> so, okay, so Dallas, so you need a huge you need a huge win in Green Bay. In Green Bay. That's, I, that's you know big. what? Dallas was struggling at home, but they pulled one off the other night, so they've been great on the road all year, so. They yeah, hopefully they're they, they can pull one off. The the Cowboys are eight zero on the road, but the Packers right. are eight zero at home. And you, I, you just went with Dallas Cowboys because you played there and you know some of the guys and you have an an affinity for that team. <laughs> yeah, you know, I still got a little tie there. Uh, you know, I, I like them, but they they've just been struggling. They've been killing me every time I've gone with them, but I stuck with them. I haven't 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 gone somewhere else so james i'm staying staying with them you're 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 betting with your heart not your not your hot you're not your head <laughs> I, I guess, yeah i guess so um okay this is the most serious question i'm going to ask you uh where is your ferrari uh my ferrari is in the garage right now where Nashville. is it yeah is it warm enough to take out it's not it actually snowed today what it's that cold there in Tennessee? Yeah, it's cold, really cold right now. Wow. Usually doesn't I don't I don't think it usually gets this cold. Obviously my first winter here, but uh it only snowed for, you know, ten minutes and then it stops, but there's no snow on the ground or anything, but it, it did snow today. So I haven't I haven't driven it for a couple of weeks, but uh I drive it. So, I drive it regularly. I drive it to I mean in the summers I have it in Toronto, I drive it every day to the gym. Drive, <laughs> it, to, drive it to practice every day. So I I get good use of it. I love it. Now, dude, how do you? Okay, I know, I know that we've had this conversation before, but the the listeners have never heard it. But how do you go about purchasing or financing a Ferrari? Like, do you have to go in there and like, if the person is unaware of, because you're an unassuming guy, you're not a flashy guy, although you have tattoos or whatever. But you're like, right. you're like a good looking, like twenty, what are you, twenty five, twenty seven? How old are you? Twenty seven, twenty seven. Yeah. Okay, so you roll into a dealership or whatever. So, like, do you have to bring in a pay stub, or do you, have, or do you say to the guy, "Yeah, just Google well, me, and I can afford this"? No, well, Latang, when I played in Pittsburgh, I got it when I played in Pittsburgh, so Latang had one, and then um, he, he had it for over a year, so he could he could uh, invite a family uh, family member or a friend to to purchase one, and he asked me if I wanted one, and I said I'd love one, and from that day right there, I talked to the Ferrari guy on the phone, and. Um, did all the details and made, you know, made the car. So, uh, went through all the specs and everything. And, uh, within five months I had a Ferrari. So it was pretty, pretty cool how you get to make your own car. Um, you know, getting a Ferrari is uh, awesome. And it's been, uh, been fun to drive ever since. Wait, James, it's that customizable. So you're on, you're like online and you're adding, you're, you're basically building it with all the variable parts. Like when you go, yeah, when you go online and you want to, like mess around and build a car, you you build that car, and that's what you're getting. 
That is great. So then, okay, so you you didn't physically meet the guy at the dealership or the Ferrari head office? You just spoke no, with him on the no, phone? No, I didn't. I just talked to him, and then uh, when my car was finished, he flew, uh, he flew in with the car and took me through everything. So that's when I met him when, when I first got my car. Wait a second. You had to fly to your car? <clears throat> no, they fly to you. Oh, they fly? Oh, okay. So did you pick it up in Pittsburgh, or did they fly to the, to Toronto? No, they flew it to Pittsburgh, and then I got it shipped. Uh, I got it shipped home from uh, from Pittsburgh, but that was, I only got it shipped home that one time. Other than that, I've driven it back and forth. So you drove it to Nashville? No, I didn't drive it to Nashville. I shipped it to Nashville, but back and forth to Pittsburgh, I would drive it. All right, and that's what five hours from Toronto, I think. Yeah, yeah, it's not bad. It's a fun drive. How many other people have driven your Ferrari? How many other people have you, you trusted to drive, even to like, hey, man, I just want to go to uh, the Circle K and fill it up with some gas? Yeah, no, that doesn't happen, no. <laughs> so has, so uh, has any, my, like, even I, your I, best my friend. Dad, my dad drove it. He didn't even want to drive it, but I told him he had to, so he drove it. He, we took it for a spin, but other than that, no one's, no one's touched it. That's sick. Hey, um, uh, no one you, really wants to drive it, though. They're, everyone's too scared anyway, so it's... It works. It works so fine. Oh, dude! When I come to Nashville, I will one hundred percent drive it. Well, I will ask. I will ask to drive it. And yeah, uh, you can ask. Okay, <laughs> I'll think about that. Hey, uh, what's up with mumps in your friggin' sport, man? Oh my gosh, I do not know. Dude, do guys not wash their hands, or is everybody mouth kissing? Well, dude, you know how close we are at all times. Like, what do you mean, James? What do you mean? We we fly on a plane together. We're beside each other. We're we're in close contact. We drink out of the same water bottles. We shower together. We do everything together. Like it's, I mean, yeah, it sucks. That it's going around, but you can see why with how easy things can get around like that. Has has, has anybody on your team gotten it? No, we've been good. We've been clean. No one's had it on our team. You guys just so wa- we wa- we, wa- we wash our hands here in Nashville. <laughs> Everybody's walking around in rain suits and uh, and <laughs> friggin' those like those yellow. Rain suits. I man, when that kind of broke out, and then it was just like bouncing from not bouncing from team to team, but guys got it on on various teams. I was like, what the like? I don't understand how different. Like, if it's if it's centralized to one team, like if one person is uh, what is it, Agent Zero, or uh, what's that? What was that one movie with the uh, outbreak? There's our Patient Zero, whatever oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, if there's yeah, one person yeah. that's Patient, Zero, I don't know how it spreads to other teams unless guys in scrums are just breathing hot fire on each other, and then yeah. that's how it's transmitted. Or or friggin' guys uh, are spitting on each other. I don't yeah, know these days. yeah, seriously, or face washing, wiping their mouth, and just face washing other dudes, and that's how they're transmitting it. Exactly. So you've been able to avoid it, thankfully. Thankfully, yes, I have. I was uh, I was doing a bit today with uh, so I'm in Toronto and the, and the Capitals are in town. I was, I was doing a bit on uh, on injuries that's going to show up on Bar Down. We're just starting the segment where guys kind of fun like playfully recall some of the injuries that they've gotten. Have you gotten any? Have you been scarred or had any broken or torn uh, body parts, tendons? Uh. I tore my uh, I tore the cartilage in my in my rib last year, right in the first game of last year. So oh yeah, I was that's out, right. I was out for like twenty five games, and um, that was not that was not fun because you can't really do anything. It hurts to cough, breathe, anything you do, any any movement is it hurts. So that was a that was a bad one. James, that was not fun. Did you grow a pot belly as a result, like a little like a baby pot belly, like Pedro? Remember Pedro <laughs> Martinez? 
He had the 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 Hall of Fame, the now Hall of Famer pitch for the Expos and the and the Red Sox. Yeah, yeah. He had like no, that little I, baby I, I belly. Didn't a, I didn't get a belly, thankfully. <laughs> I, got, I guess I can thank my my parents for that. I got like, decent genes. I got a decent metabolism. I can I don't gain weight, so hopefully that happens when I retire and I can still keep keep the weight off. But we'll that's see. the thing. Yeah, that's the thing. Okay, so you've had a torn uh, sorry, a torn what in your rib? Torn muscle in your rib? Yeah, I tore, yeah, I tore some cartilage and muscle. What about your teeth? Do you have all your uh, your teeth? Oh, my teeth. Uh, Montreal, I lost 12 teeth. I got a stick in the face, and I lost like pretty much the whole top row and the whole bottom row. Come on. But, How long ago? Yeah, it was, it was bad. So I didn't uh, – I've, uh, I've had a lot of surgeries on my mouth and my, my teeth since then, and uh, I don't have very many teeth out of mine. <laughs> <laughs> James, did you ever see the bill for that those that those series of operations? I I, I don't thank God. <laughs> I'd be trading in the Ferrari if I did. Probably, yeah. You guys yeah. have great uh, health coverage. Okay, so the so the teeth, the teeth and and the rib. Um, what's the worst one that you heard of? Like uh, like either a teammate. Or a guy in the league, like one of the, you know, there's obviously freak accidents happen. A skate yeah. goes somewhere, or a guy falls a certain way, or whatever. But what's well, the... I think I think the worst one was a couple of years ago when Sid got the puck right in the right in the face, went off a guy's shin pad, and he had no clue, and it hit him right square in the face, and and uh, you know took out all his teeth, his hurt his jaw, he did some some damage there, and it was nasty to see. Because you could see the puck hitting him in the face, he, his teeth flying out. Like it was, that was probably the worst one I've seen, like in person. Yeah, that's 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 a tough one because it's it's so scary. Actually, um, I was uh, Brooks Like was one of the guys he plays for the Capitals that was uh, doing yeah. this bit, and he said he's been hit in the face multiple times. Like he broke his orbital bone, and I'm like, I don't know how you guys have the courage uh, to go back on the ice. You know, after as a you were you were a visor, right? Yeah, I wear a visor. Yeah, a visor. So yeah, he got his orbital bone broken. Have you? And and he said multiple bones broken his, I guess his shins or his legs because he he's one of those guys that throws himself in front of pucks to block pucks. I think you're yeah, too yeah. you're too pretty for that kind of work. Well, I got a I got a stick in the eye at World Championships my first year in the league, and uh, it tore up my eyelid and I had to have eye surgery. So that was no that's way. Probably, that's probably the worst thing I've ever had. Yeah. Oh my! You're like that's that's bad. legit scary. And that's I was wearing scary. A visor as well. So oh, were you? Came up, hit, yeah, it hit me right in the eyeball, and you know I couldn't see for a good solid week, so that was scary. Anytime it's your vision and your eyes, it's really scary. The guy that knocked out your teeth, have you? Uh, like it was my own teammate. It was no. Yeah. It was who? Jamie Ben. Yeah, Ben. He got he got spun around and his stick hit me right in the face. So. Oh man! Did he buy? What did he buy you for Christmas that year? I don't on? even know. I don't think he even knew. Really? He still doesn't know. Does I don't he, even know if I got a story. <laughs> you should at least get a meal. Like once you once you get new teeth, be like, hey man, I should at least get a meal out of this. Once I once I replace or at least the top, maybe brush my. He can brush my teeth. <laughs> <more> <laughs> that would be amazing. Yeah, I uh, yeah. I once had. Uh, that reminds me, I once had uh, Batista on this podcast, and Batista was saying, 
I was like, yo, how did you guys used to prank each other in the in like in the room? And he said the minors were the worst because in the minors it was like lawless. And he said when the minors we nobody was making money, so when we won, uh, you know, truth or dare or card games, it was like some real gross stuff. And what he said, the one of the grossest ones he saw was a guy lost one of the games, either a card game or a challenge, and he had to lick in between another dude's toes. Oh god! <laughs> it's like that is both amazing to watch, but it'd be horrifying if you were the guy that had to do it, and also entirely disgusting. So you talking about the dude brush your teeth—it's cr- clearly not on that level, but it made me yeah. think of it made me think of uh, thinking that were the were the juniors were the minors as lawless as as that sort of thing when you guys would play either pranks or games. Yeah, I think it was. I guess you're right. It's definitely dirtier in the minors, but. I, I haven't had anything to that extent, licking toes or anything. What's the what's but the what's the what's the worst one that you can tell? Worst. What's I, the, I have, the most G-rated? Anything bad in junior? What? Or in uh, in, uh, in the minors like that? No. James, and you're you were like the outlier. Your your team was the outlier because I've heard like the worst stories about junior, <laughs> like stuff on the bus. I mean, just like mostly the bus, like on way on you know when you're driving from friggin' Sault Ste. Marie to. You know, Kingston. Yeah. Well, I think you're. I mean, not, probably like before me. I, I was coming in when hazing was kind of like that was the big thing, right? So we, it was kind of quiet for us. We got we got kind of a pass because it was it was all over the news about hazing rookies and you can't uh, do this. So so being phased out at the time that you were coming in. Yeah, like when I was coming into junior and stuff, it was all about like the rookies get hazed, and that was the big thing. So like coaches were on it, you know, where before guys had to do. Who knows what, you know? <laughs> I uh, So I was having this um, conversation with a couple of my dudes, a couple of my, my hockey dudes. One guy plays on the West Coast, one guy plays on the East Coast, and we were talking about growing your game. And the dude on the West Coast said, if there were, if our league had six or ten more PK Subans, it would grow the game. Now the dude on the East Coast said he's not a big fan of, he respects PK's talent, but not a big fan of his look at me kind of persona and like how um, comfortable he is in front of the camera. So he kind of disagreed with the guy on the West Coast. Where do you fall in that particular well, conversation? I mean, if you're going to have six new PKs and how many cameras are you going to have? How many new cameras are you going to have to have, right? <laughs> uh, so you're going to have to have 18, 18 or 24. PKs, you're going you're to need 12 new cabbies. <laughs> and then we're really getting in trouble. So then I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> so, but, but seriously though, so like the, I know that in your culture, like the hockey culture, as a sport, you guys suppress your personalities. Like I've, I've, I've spoken to you and you're like an affable guy, but like if you were the dude on your team that was the jokester in front of the camera, then you would probably get chirped by your teammates, right? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. You get chirped. Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it comes and goes hard in our dressing room. You got to have tough skin when you're playing hockey, and I mean you've seen that. But uh, for PK, I mean he's he's a great talent, and uh, my brother actually played with him in junior in Belleville, so nice. Uh, I've seen lots of PK, but uh, you know he's he's grown up over the years, and I'm sure he says that himself. But uh, you know everyone does, and he's uh, you know I respect him, and he's been uh, he's been unbelievable. Uh, you know, for Montreal. Nice, but okay, but not specifically PK, because I also I also brought up the the uh, example of Alex Ovechkin. I said if Alex Ovechkin was an American, then he could achieve, 
you know, he would be doing Chevrolet commercials and Pepsi commercials and E-Trade and State Farm Insurance, all this kind of, all the stuff you see Chris Paul or Aaron Rodgers or, and and I'm saying, and I'm saying like his popularity could be, he, he would probably be more the face of your game because Sid resists the spotlight, whereas Alex embraces it. But do you think you as a, as a dude, James, that your sport could use more of those type of characters to grow? Or do you think just by the uh, excellence of the game and the evolution of the physical game would, is what is ne- what will help grow the sport? Right. Well, I mean, I think that there's a fine line there too, where Ovi being, you know, Russian and, you know, he's, you know, he can do his thing and, and kind of get away with it. Where at Sid, you know, he's, he's got so many people looking at him at all times. He, you know, he's, uh, he can't be doing, you know, whatever you want to say it is, but so he's got to be smart. And he, you learn a lot from a guy like that, being able to play with him over the years and, you know, see how mature he is and see how, like, how much he loves the game and how hard he works every day is, is pretty special for, for that. But you can always, I think we got a lot of guys that are, are good with the, with the media and, and good at growing our game. So I, I think it's, I think it's on the upside and on the upslope and, and guys are getting better. And, but at the same time, you, you know, it's it's a fine line where you can get yourself in trouble pretty quick, and I'm sure you've you've seen that, and you push that envelope as far as you can push it every single time. So you're good at that. <laughs> but I'm not trying to. I mean, I'm not trying to get guys in trouble. My whole focus is to entertain the audience and to yeah. show the the personality of the player like they've like the audience never sees. That's that's right. what I try right. to do, and yeah. and hopefully and it comes across. And you do a good job of that. Thank so. you, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. So you're kind of so you're sort of on the the guy who plays on the East Coast. You're sort of you're you're kind of you you have a similar sensibility. Whereas you're like the game is has made big strides, and you think that there are enough personalities and who are comfortable enough with the media to show the personality that the game is in a in a good enough shape. I, I do, and I think with the with the more in the room access and around the team access, I think you'll see more guys' personalities that as we go further here, because fans love that stuff and they like seeing what a guy is, you know, off the ice or out of his gear. And I think you're seeing more and more of that because of how good the NHL uh, 24-7 went. And now teams are doing their own thing. So I think you're seeing more and more of that. So, James, even if even if you played on a different team where, say you played on a team where there weren't that many personalities in front of the media, like great guys in the room, and uh, and say you were one of the guys with like the best personality, you wouldn't, you would kind of resist letting us in a little bit more, or would you? Would you give us give us a little bit more? I, I suppose as far as you yeah. feel comfortable. No, I think he'd, I think he'd, I'd give a little bit more. I mean, um, I I haven't really played in a team where there's uh, you know not not very much personality. Every team I've played on is. Uh, you know they've been unbelievable guys, and guys have hilarious personalities. So I don't, I don't think I've ever had to have that problem. But uh, if there was, I think you know you'd step up and let guys into your life. I've done def- I mean, in Pittsburgh with the media, they they love getting that access, and I've done uh, you know NHL uh, thirty, and they came and oh NHL uh, thirty six. Yeah, NHL thirty six. Yeah, that was cool. My house for thirty six hours, and they did that whole thing. That was cool. That was cool. Yeah. Wasn't it Latang? Was Latang rapping in a commercial, or am I, or, is, or not Latang? Was it um, 
not Latang. Who was the other dude? Uh, uh, Max um, Talbot. Were they? Wasn't it like a local car commercial that they were? One of them was either rapping or I, or I singing. I I I think I heard a little bit of rumors about that, but I, I wasn't there yet. So I don't uh, know. It's on YouTube and it's glorious because it's so bad. <laughs> uh, he's, he's pretty good. Yeah, yeah, and and th- see those guys. I love those guys because that that's yeah. that appeals to me, and I want to put out an entertaining oh, yeah. bit. Um, sure. I will get you out of here on this. Um, another serious question. What is the number of emojis a man can send in a text message before losing man points? Uh, three. Three of either three smiley faces, three winks, three cheers. Like well, no, no, I, I should, I'll take that back. No, it's got to be three different emojis. If it's, it can't be three of the same emojis. <laughs> I ain't gonna be. I ain't gonna be texting you three winks, <laughs> three smiley faces. So it has to be three different. I don't. I have a. I have a Samsung, and I don't know how to do emojis. I maybe I'm just too old for emojis. But I do. I totally. You know, I told. I know that dudes send women emojis. I know they don't send emojis to themselves generally, but they send, and that's okay because when you text a girl, it's kind of there. There are different rules for when you're, but yeah. uh, three. So anything after three, you start to lose man points. I, yeah, I think so. I'd go with three. You go with three. What's your, what's your number? What's your number here? I see. I I would say probably like one. I guess you know because if you overdo it, like if you're sending an emoji every single text or every two responses in one conversation, that it just gets a bit much. Like how many freaking times can you say LOL in a conversation? And it's really not that funny. It's like you might be smirking, but you thought, are you, wait, are you an LOL guy or a ha 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 guy? I'm a ha 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 guy. Yeah, me too. I don't think I'm laughing out loud too much. <laughs> if it, and like, if it's something's really funny, I'll, you, I'll add a ba Ha 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 ha! Depending oh, on how I, I don't go, I don't, I don't get the, I don't get the ba ha ha on there. You just go ha ha ha. My, yeah, <laughs> maybe an, maybe a couple extra ha ha ha, but the, I don't get the ba. Well, hope, well, hopefully, uh, to the people listening to this uh, conversation, they will then adjust their emoji game. But if there's yeah. one caveat, if there's a father, like if there are any dads that are listening to this. You are you are exempt from the emoji rules because if you're if you're texting your kids, then I've, you know that's all bets are off. You can do whatever. But these are really for the dudes in relationships or the single dudes. James says three, I say one. So somewhere in between there. Anything more than that, then you're yeah. losing some serious man points. Exactly. James, will you earn man points by the way that you play, and your your resume is is uh is at a very high level and i appreciate this the candid conversation that we have man and thank you for your time dude yeah thank you kevin and let me know when you're in nashville i'll get that coach ready for you dude i'm i'm coming like i'm i don't know when they're mart is there a mardi gras type of week in nashville i don't know i'm new to the city i haven't got the whole memos there's stuff going on here every weekend it's Can crazy you find out for me please i want to know when either the mardi gras or the calgary stampede the equivalent of one of those yeah. two are in right. Nashville. Well, we got the we got the All Star game next year, so I'm sure you'll be down. Oh here man, will I ever? Will yeah. I ever? Thank you for listening to Cabby Presents the podcast.